Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Own Your Truth. This is Brianna Johnson, your hostess. You are currently listening to episode 44. I hope you are all able to enjoy a relaxing weekend, to rejuvenate your spirit, and to spend time doing whatever it is you feel is in your best interest. I'd like to catch you up, if I may, on our monthly competition that we're having for the month of September. For those of you who don't know, we are having a friendly competition between the states of the U.S., and those who have the most listeners by the end of this month are able to send in some questions for a Q&A session that I include in one of my podcasts. Right now, as it stands, Virginia is in the lead, followed by, drumroll please, Missouri, which has passed Washington. So Washington is now in third place, followed by Texas and then California. I was not anticipating Missouri to raise itself up in the ranks as much as it has, which is really exciting. I'm glad so many people are really doing their best on this little competition. There is still time. We have until midnight on the 30th of September to boost numbers. And the best way that you can do that is to participate in listening to the podcasts or even re-listening to some of your favorite episodes you may also do this by sharing the episode with family, friends, coworkers, and neighbors. And every time they listen, it boosts the numbers in the state that they are in. So make sure you're picking people that live close by if you're trying to get your state to win. And if you're looking for a variety of platforms, this podcast is currently aired on eight different platforms, and those are all included on my website at www.iambriannajohnson.com. If you want a site that pays you back by becoming a supporter, I highly recommend Patreon. On there, you'll get extra episodes that non-members don't receive. In addition to that, you get free content in the way of audio affirmation recordings that have music in the background, as well as my audiobooks once they become available. There are currently three different tiers you can sign up for, so you can pick something that is affordable. The cheapest tier on there is $5 a month. All right, let's get on with the podcast. For the last two weeks, I have been generating a series of episodes that we would hash out and work on for the good majority of the week. Monday through Wednesday is open to the public and free to everyone. And then on Thursday, there'll be additional conversations that can be had and found on Patreon for people who have paid membership. And so last week, we talked about relationships. We talked about interracial. We talked about monogamous, and we talked about polyamorous relationships. The week before that, we talked about how to communicate effectively, tips and tricks of that, for how to communicate effectively with our youth. This week, I thought I would kind of switch gears because I feel like there's a lot of smoke and mirrors that are going on in politics and in the world that we live in right now, and sometimes we're not entirely sure what's going on. So this week, we're going to focus on things that we maybe need to be aware of and maybe need to look forward with, let's just say, a cautious eye. 2020 has been a unfathomable year for, I would say, everyone on the planet. I mean, I don't know anyone who was like, yeah, I saw this coming. 
Um, but what it has done is, you know, it's it's ushering in this new age of uh, Aquarius, which of none of us, of course, alive now has ever seen. We've all lived out our lives in the Piscean age. And so we're used to that being the norm. And we have no idea what this new Aquarian age is expecting out of us. But we have learned a few things ever since the year began. And a lot of it is based on the structures that have been put into place and how those structures and the individuals who run them may not be quite as reliable and trustworthy as we either were led to believe or wanted to believe that they were. And as the blinders come off and we realize how many things have been whitewashed, we start to peel back that paint and we see some sort of ugly truth in how we're living our lives and also in the systemic programming that has gone on in each of our individual lives, but also in our country and around the globe as a whole. For example, we are learning now the connection to some of our largest major banks in the United States and their connection to slavery, how they benefited and how they've continued to benefit going forward. I myself have a personal beef with Wells Fargo, but if you want to have a better understanding of what I'm talking about. Believe it or not, it's in a Google search, banks that benefited from slavery. And you will find so many articles recently posted and recently published by a variety of individuals and companies, as well as places like the BBC. Now, my personal bank with Wells Fargo and actually many of the large banks that we have in the United States isn't just that they have horrible customer service and cater to the wealthy, but they also show no loyalty or devotion to the poor working class that supports them. And since there is literally too much on this topic to broach in the short time that I have you on here, I would encourage you all just make a personal assignment of it to Google for yourself and to read a few articles to find out who has benefited from this long-standing issue of slavery and the banks and the connections that they have there, but also who has suffered. The second issue that I would like to bring an awareness to would be all the incentives that are going out now for quote-unquote minorities. These incentive programs could be for housing, they could be for employment, they could be for loan programs. They could even be for types of welfare or charity work. Inside this lump sum, quote-unquote minorities, would include women of all colors and races, it would include the LGBTQ plus community, and then every nationality that is not primarily Caucasian white. And some of you are going, where is she going with this? Get a little uncomfortable in your seat, maybe fiddling around a little bit, going, well, there's nothing wrong with helping those minorities. And with that, I might agree with you. I would, however, like to point out a few things. These incentive programs are, on the surface, 
meant to make it look like there's an even playing field for all nationalities and people that fall into the category of underserved, marginalized, and underrepresented. But because of the broad inclusion of so many people and the lack of specifics around the requirements for these things, there are some major loopholes. For example, people that come to this country from Asia, specifically China and India, usually do so to open businesses. They're not necessarily the people who need certain programs, but because they don't fall into white Caucasian, they also qualify for certain programs, which means that a bank or entity that is using minority incentives could potentially pick a group of people in the inside the minority group that don't necessarily need the benefits, but it also ends up ostracizing the groups that do. Let me give you another example. Let's say that a bank wanted to show statistically that they help out minorities. It's written in the paperwork that they give X amount of their loan opportunities to people in that minority category. It would still be possible to have only white women or white males from the LGBT community or even white or fair-skinned people of those other minorities and still completely ostracize and eliminate the dark black population from ever benefiting from any of those programs. Now again, if there's one thing we've learned from things happening in 2020, it's that truths are being revealed and sometimes they're incredibly uncomfortable. We don't want to think about the fact that there could be banks, other companies and corporations, even sectors that are supposed to be helping the population, that they would willingly segregate opportunities to prevent certain racial or ethnic groups from benefiting. So what is the solution and how do we fix this? First of all, the category of minorities actually isn't accurate for many of the people in that group, specifically women. Women are the largest population in the world, so we are wrongly classified as minority. In order to set things right, what would need to happen is that each group has a different category. I've mentioned here before that I dislike labels, but in this case, the labels are meant to keep the powers that be in check. And yes, the regulations would be harder to follow and there would have to be more guidance and oversight. But in all honesty, if there were different categories for an employment and benefits for each one of these groups based on the dynamics and diversity in each area, then it would make more sense that the these people that fall into this blanketed umbrella of minority would definitely be better served. And maybe it's a little bit unrealistic, but we could just look at the demographics in each area to determine the percentages. And that could also be the easiest way to handle this. 
For example, if I live in a region where 13% of the population is black, then let's say Citibank, for example, who is having some sort of a promotion for minorities, that means that 13% of their candidates would have to be black. Or we could do even one better than that. Let's say we take out white Caucasian from the demographics altogether. And then whatever's left, those percentages are what gets to reap the benefits of the rewards and incentives. Now, those were just two suggestions, and there are probably many more people out there who have already devised their own method of how this would work. And these are the kind of conversations that we need to be having. Due to the disproportionate nature of how things have been played out in the past, where we have primarily white Caucasian men who have been able to disproportionately put in their opinions and practices into the things that govern our daily lives. The truth is, is that there's still not the majority, like I mentioned before, women are the majority, but you wouldn't know that when you look at American history. And because things are so disproportionate, not only in American history, but where we are now and not just among men versus women, but across the board with all the diversity that we have, you see that there is need for major reform and more oversight to make sure that certain things are truly leveling the playing field instead of making the divide that we have in this country worse. It is difficult to comprehend that the people who represent this country are not actually the faces of this country. And that goes even beyond racism and ethnic groups, but also almost classism. If you take into consideration that the people who run this country are wealthy. I think it's very difficult for a wealthy white male who is sitting up in Congress to make a decision that has my best interest in mind. The vast majority of the United States is disproportionately underserved and underrepresented in our government. We can also see this misrepresentation in some other places as well, like corporate America, Wall Street, certain church affiliations and organizations. If you are of multiple ethnic groups with a rich history of culture, America is supposed to be the best place for you. We are the melting pot. And it's very sad and overwhelming to me To come to the realization that that is only in theory and not in principle, not in belief, and not in American practice. Because of the loopholes in the laws, because of the loopholes in incentive programs, it is still very, very possible to discriminate, but overtly and secretively, and by the guise of, well, I'm helping out the minorities. I've done my part. And for those of you who are skeptical, it's not just a popular conspiracy theory that the system has been made harder for the black population. I could even say it's been made hardest 
for the black population. Everything from gun violence to our war against drugs to the prison impounds that we have, all the way to corporate America and Wall Street, like I had mentioned before. And again, if you are uneducated in this, I urge you to read more, to look it up, to find out how they have been so poorly disenfranchised. And I am a bleeding heart for anyone who truly knows me. My soul goes out to the underdog regardless of who they are. But in all reality, the black population here in the United States did not come here willingly, at least not the majority of them. It was by force of their ancestors into slavery and into a lifestyle, into religious beliefs and a culture that none of them had interest in being in. It was forced. And so now that they are here and you want to fast forward to 2020, is it really fair that we continue to make life difficult, that we continue to do everything but include The Native Americans would be another one that my soul just goes out to because they were here first. And I've talked about this on other podcasts. We hear the hatred all the time from, you know, Americans that believe that these minorities should just go home. Some of them didn't have a choice to be here in the first place, yet you're telling them to go back where they came from. And those of us who are white and Caucasian, We have a responsibility to help set things right. We have a voice and we have a power that so few of the minorities actually have. So I encourage you to use that platform for the influence of good, whether it's voting, whether it's creating some awareness. Our job is very simple. But it's also very complicated. And I can talk about oneness. I can talk about brotherly love. I can talk about our roles as stewards on this planet. You know, I'm one of those people who likes to bring movie quotes into things so that people understand. And so with great power comes great responsibility. And that's from one of the Spider-Man movies. I could also quote one of the Lord of the Rings ones where Gandalf is down in the mines with Frodo and Frodo says, you know, I wish the ring had never come to me. And Gandalf says, so do all who've seen such times. I'm sure there's many of us who wish that 2020 would never have come to us or at least not in our lifetime. But the truth is, is that it's here now. And We do have a great responsibility to see all of these things that we know are wrong changed. It's awkward. It's uncomfortable. But we wouldn't want to change otherwise. We would just go, well, we would try to go back to the way things were. But the sooner we all realize that what's in the past is in the past, and the only thing that we can do is put the right foot forward, going forward, then we'll all be much, much better off. I think I'll stop there for today. Uh, For those of you who follow the Bahati Tea Company website on Instagram and Facebook especially, 
you'll find a few funny commercials that are going to start coming out that I created for our company. If you haven't yet tried Bahati Tea Company, please do so. Uh, You will not regret it. The teas are blended to be addictive, full of flavor, not like any teas you've ever had before. There are no preservatives or sugars added either, and all of our products are kosher certified www.bahatiteacompany.com. Bahati is B-A-H-A-T-I. I hope you all join me tomorrow. And until then, own your truth.